Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Carl, today we're continuing our series on job searching in a difficult job market. And a lot of the challenge is just attitude. Such a climate of fear out there. And I feel it's almost paralyzing. It is. I mean, one feels, what's the point? I'm just sending out resumes everywhere. No one calls me back. If I get an interview, you know, no one seems interested. We're all competing for the same job. So it just becomes the cycle of kind of discouraging yourself and putting yourself in a position where you feel paralyzed. Exactly. And then you're your own worst enemy because nothing's happening because you're not doing anything. What we're really trying to do is just empower ourselves to get off the couch and do some practical steps that get us in communication with people and get us kind of comfortable with who we are and what we want to do and get some conversations started so that either someone else might hear of something that's a good fit for us or in the course of an interview that we do go to, we can recognize a good fit and they can recognize us as well. Now, one of the things we talked about last week was figuring out what you want and then figuring out you know, how I bring that to the table. And we talked about the practical step of just updating a resume and just really figuring out where you fit in best. And that is going to help you get comfortable with who you are. And now this week, we're talking about just that, the being able to communicate that voice. Mm-hmm. And that that's often hard for us because we feel insecure or just uncomfortable with the whole networking interview kind of relationship side. Yeah, we feel like we're either trying to sell ourselves or we're trying to ask for favors from people. And it just is a kind of icky feeling to that. And so now we're kind of feeling good about ourselves and it's not such a big deal. We're not bragging. We're not talking ourselves up. We're not putting on a false front. We are being authentically ourselves. Well, and it might help us to consider that the alternative is sitting at home alone on the computer trying to weave through many you know, sites that have, you know, tens of thousands of people posting resumes and getting past the anonymous HR person. Right. And so that that alternative is not attractive. It doesn't help us. It doesn't help who's looking for a right fit in their company. So we, we really want to get out there in a different way. Exactly. You know, the two main groups we're going to talk about today is informing people in our formal and informal networks of what we're looking for and make a request of them to keep their eye out and connect us where they can. And then the other one is in the interview context of being able to be comfortable, almost as in a mutual interview encounter, talking about what kind of place this is and and how you might contribute. Now, let's start with the networking side of it, because I think that's probably the one that we feel probably the most uh, as if we're imposing on people. And how do we make this distinction? Like, how do we get away from feeling like, A, we're asking people to find us a job mm-hmm. and therefore imposing on someone else and um, B, just aspect of, you know, pressuring people into helping us or, or feeling like you're trying to sell yourself in ways that you're not. So how do we get over this? What's the purpose of, of these networking relationships? Well, one thing is that a lot of that is kind of fallacious thinking that goes on in our culture that it's some kind of imposition. But really, the people who know you are very naturally disposed to want to help you where they can. So I think that the secret, if there is one, is in making it as open as possible of how each person discovers their, shall we call it, where they can. So instead of calling all your friends and saying, "Um, can you give me the three names that I could contact this week about people you know who might be able to use someone like me in their organization. 
okay, that's an idea and that's a fine request. But if you put it, make it that concrete and you ask everybody of it, then, you know, for certain people, you are going to put them in an awkward position. So, but if we can open that up, how they respond, how they keep their eyes open, how they make connections for you, then the awkwardness just goes away because they get to be themselves and they want to help you. So here we go back to what we did last week. What we're letting people know is what we're looking for. And maybe a couple things about what we bring to the table, a couple distinctives. So then we've opened it up for them, for it to take a variety of forms. And here, you never know who's going to be helpful. It could be somebody in a totally unrelated field who just happens to be at lunch with somebody and hears them talking about a challenge at their work. And they think of you because of the way you described how you go about problem solving. And if you had never chatted with them about that and let them know, they, you know, it wouldn't even occur to them to have your name come up in the conversation. Does that make sense? That's a different sort of networking. It does. It's more of a informing people of your skills and your needs. And it's up to them what kind of connection they, they want to make of it. I mean, some people may not feel comfortable asking anyone for anything or mentioning you, but a lot of people will. Exactly. So if you don't impose on them the form it takes... Make that more, you know, suggestions. If you think there might be a fit or if you have any suggestions for me, you know, I'd love to hear them. And then they get to do something for you. People love to do that, do something for you. Um, and why the other one way is more awkward is they don't get to do anything for you. They just have to, you know, pass on the chain letter, so to speak, is a good example. Well, I don't want to pass on the chain letter. I don't believe in chain letters. I never pass on the chain letter, even when it curses me. I noticed nothing I give you ever comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I love the ones that are like, if you do not pass this on, you will die in 30 seconds. It's yeah. like, well, then I'll die. Okay. Yeah. I'd rather. Okay. Die. Off totally tangential and off topic. Which is our favorite topic. Yeah. So in networking, what we're doing is we're looking for our natural connections. So this is not merely professional. These are your friends. If you have other social contacts, maybe spiritual ones or around some social contacts like the kids' teams and you're in relationship with other parents you know, that you're in conversation about your search. Well, and we've been talking a little bit in the series about not stressing out about things that we can't control and kind of focusing on the kinds of actions we take. We can't control, you know, if somebody puts our name in or whatever, but maybe some interaction with them might yield new ideas and new avenues for discovery. So somebody may say, oh, I don't know anything, but have you looked at this or have you, you know, I hear so-and-so is hiring. And it might just, it may not be the connection to a job, but maybe a connection to another interest or some interest you have that might move you in another direction that gives you abilities for action and choices. Exactly. So instead of saying, how do you go about networking and what do I talk about people? What we're saying is just go with the process. It's better to merely be in conversation we don't know where any of those conversations might go, then day by day, week by week, all these conversations and, and encounters with people, more and more people are finding out whatever angle you're comfortable with and that's appropriate for that relationship. After a while, there's a lot of different perspectives on what you're looking for out there with their eyes open. No pressure, what you're comfortable with. The danger is not being in conversation, then nobody knows, so nobody can help. The other side of this of communicating our voice, once we know what we want, we're in conversation with people, is this whole area of interviews, which I think we feel slightly uncomfortable with, or at least feel that we have to put on a face 
we might not be comfortable with all the time. Exactly. And that's why we've got it here in the same episode as networking, because what we want to suggest is that it's more important just to get in the interview. And so instead of trying to make sure it's the right job before you talk to them or putting on your face, your professional face, oh, now I need to know what face I should put on, you've got so much work to do. And so there's so many things you're trying to carry in your mind during the course of this interview conversation that you can't be yourself. It's almost humorous, the extremes that we put before us. So we either don't interview at all and we're afraid we'll never get a job because everybody's looking and everyone, no one's hiring. And then our rationale for not taking an interview is, well, what if it's the wrong job? I don't know enough about it. So I don't think I'll interview yet. I think I'll try and get more information. Well, you know, if it's hard to get a job, chances are, you know, you're not going to go to the interview and be offered a job right away. And, and even if you are, we're under no obligation to accept. So there's no trap at all not even a hidden one, in getting out there and taking advantage of whatever interview opportunities you have. And I think what we forget is if you're not sure about a job, not sure about a job description or what you'd be doing, there's absolutely no nothing that says that you can't ask questions too and interview them. Exactly. So right back to our getting comfortable. And that's why we want to talk to people and that's why we want to be in interviews because the more times we tell the story and have to adjust the story slightly for the different set of people we're with, the more comfortable we'll get with it. And the more comfortable we get with it, the less we will feel like it's this awkward one-way situation and the more comfortable we can merely be in conversation. Well, and I think that's just key is, is thinking of it as a conversation, seeing where you might fit, seeing where they might fit. And I think in the interview process, we often feel so pressured to make ourselves try to fit into a job description. And that's not really what we want because job descriptions, as we have talked about before, do not totally encompass all the skills and the abilities that we Mm -hmm. can bring to the table for a company or for a person, a boss, but are a starting point for a conversation. So ask questions, do your research about the company, who you're going to be working for, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of person are they looking for? What do, you, what do you have that you bring to that table? And you may find out you don't want that job. Exactly. And you know what? That's a very empowering conclusion to come to. So instead of because they have the job, they have all the power and they're putting a thumbs up or thumbs down on me. What you've just said is this mutuality is we both are trying to make a decision here. It's very empowering to include yourself as one of the decision makers. And that you have a decision as well, that if they want you, you may not want them. And so how are you going to make that decision? And not only is that empowering, but that will completely transform how you present yourself, how you come across in conversation. You will be more comfortable. Comfortable translates into confidence. Discomfort translates into that kind of put on bravado that... um, Never works. Well, and I'm not sure we totally need to mention this, but comfortable does not mean inappropriate for a professional environment. And so you do want to take into consideration that the interview is not an opportunity for you to say, my last boss was an idiot. You know, <laughs> you know he's... Ooh, we should do a whole series yeah. on that. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> because I... I we shoot ourselves in the foot. And by... the, one of the companies I last worked with, one of the things is that we had team interviews. And so I had a very extensive experience in interviewing tons of people in a team environment, even though it wasn't a position I was hiring for. And I have to tell you that one of the things that was my pet peeve was people speaking about their last jobs inappropriately, you know, just in a way that wasn't 
you know, that you can mention it in a way like, oh, I learned from my last job that I need to be more team oriented. Mm -hmm. And I was a little isolated, not, you know, my boss is an idiot. I'm trying to get away from, you know, horrible situation. That's a great distinction. That is specifically why we're suggesting to organize your thinking in terms of what you want and what you're looking for and what you bring to the table, because those are positive takes on what comes next, not what you don't want to ever happen again and what you hate about jobs and you hate about supervision. So you can get the same result by saying what kind of supervision you thrive under without having to you know, kind of defend yourself, pre-defend yourself from a previous bad experience ever happening right. again. <laughs> My favorite line was, well, I got fired because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good, not a not good a tip good, to mention. Not a good tip. In the interview. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have to work on that idea. I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> Well, join us next week. We'll be talking about the overall practical realities that we are in. And so we we are not job searching in a vacuum. As we mentioned, we are job searching in a difficult job market. And we have obligations, financial obligations to ourselves and to others in our lives. So we'll be talking about taking those things into account next week. So as usual, join us on the web at boldenterprises.com. And we'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.